You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JCastNetwork.org. Good morning, everybody. We are back. Uh, learning together in the uh, beautifully redone Rudolfker Library at this uh, gorgeous, what would you say, mahogany table that we're at. Mahogany for Micah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and these uh, gorgeous washable chairs that are that are very comfy. Um, it's a it's a really nice to be in this uh, lovely space uh, doing some learning. Um, and uh, we are continuing in our conversation. We have uh, we have a couple seats. We have seats here. You're coughing. No, it's a, I had a cold last week and it's still sort of sniffling a little. Oh my gosh! Come on, I'm not like oh, put a mask on. Put a mask on. <laughs> There you go, I understand. Uh, don't, I'm not going to hand you the paper then. A little no, blue no, hand you no, the paper. No. All right, so. <laughs> That's not good. Um, so we're uh, continuing in our conversation of uh, uh, what's the point of Judaism. We've been taking, uh, going really mitzvah by mitzvah through the Torah um, and asking ourselves why would uh, um, the Torah, why would God have uh, have commanded us uh, um, uh, any of these commandments, um, trying to uh, uncover really the, the, the deep human need that they, that they try to uh, fulfill, um, the rationales behind them. Um, we, we had been going through the Ten Commandments um, because we had started uh, um, earlier this year in Genesis. There are only three commandments in all of the book of Genesis. Um, and then once you start in the book of Exodus, you're dealing with, uh, uh, at the beginning of the book of Exodus, you're dealing with a lot of laws having to do with Passover. Um, and it felt just odd to do laws having to do with Passover in, uh, in, in, uh, in November. So, um, so we, we had skipped ahead to the Ten Commandments. And, uh, and, and finally, that means that we've uh, caught up with our weekly Torah portion, um, which this week is Parsha Yitro, which has within it the uh, Ten Commandments. Um, and as a plug, come to shul. Um, so uh, so we're, we're going to look at the uh, fifth of the Ten Commandments uh, today. Um, which is a, um, uh, an interesting commandment. Okay, so it's uh, in uh, it's uh, chapter twenty, verse twelve of uh, of Exodus. Kabed et avicha ve et imecha leman yarichun yamecha al haadama asher adonai lohecha no tenlach. Honor your father and your mother, uh, uh, so that uh, your days may be lengthened on the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So there's a few things that are, um, I think, interesting about this commandment. Uh, first of all, it is simultaneously uh, more limited and more expansive than we generally um, uh, give it credit for being. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean um, uh, that uh, um, you know you have to. Um, um, uh, you sort of use it as a catch-all sometimes for parents to scare their kids or, or for, for rabbis to scare kids about uh, um, uh, listening to their parents. Um, but the, the, the Torah, uh, excuse me, the, the, um, the rabbinic tradition um, uh, identifies uh, uh, very specific things um, uh, uh, in what constitutes honor. Because right? <laughs> honor is sort of a, um, an amorphous Term. So, what does it mean to honor your parents? And according to the rabbis, it means um, to provide them food and drink, clothing, and uh, and and uh, um, 
and, and, and housing, um, and to take them in and lead them out. Um, and, um, and, and the Talmud adds to that um, uh, not contradicting what they say, um, to, that doesn't necessarily mean obeying everything they say, it just means not contradicting what they say. Um, is that in the Torah, or that's the rabbinical? That's, that's the rabbinic understanding of, of the commandments. Of course, kabed honoring could mean a lot of things, but, the, but this is how the rabbis understand it. Um, and uh, uh, so it means um, not contradicting what they say, um, uh, especially in, in a public context, right? So if your parent says something in public that's, you know, um, wrong, right? Don't sit there with Wikipedia and say, but by the way, you actually are wrong about this. Um, it, and it, uh, it means not to cause them any sort of uh, um, public embarrassment, not to sit in their seat, to rise when they enter the room, um, things like that. So um, so what's interesting about that, I think, first of all, is that um, um, it, it's... Uh, um, pretty expansive uh, in a lot of ways. You have to do a lot in, in order to honor your parents, um, but it's limited in other ways. Right? It doesn't necessarily mean that, uh, um, as a blanket statement, do everything your parents say. And it also, by the way, um, uh, well, there's one piece of it that, that we probably wouldn't like, which is that the, um, that the rabbis uh, said that uh, avicha comes before imecha, so you honor your father over your mother. Um, uh, which uh, is probably not a, a, a smart practice to take on. I wouldn't uh, recommend that to anybody. Um, but uh, but, it, but which is to say uh, that uh, um, that that uh, um, if one makes a request over the other, um, who do you listen to? Uh, but also, if uh, your parents were to make a request of you that would uh, that would require you to violate uh, some other of the Torah's commandments, um, that's an instance in which you wouldn't listen to your parents. Um, uh, which is an important one because often um, the, the the catch-all of uh, honor your father and mother um, is uh, is is I think used as an excuse by children and by parents to justify um, uh, a lack of uh, commitment or observance of other commandments. Um, you know, you know, we uh, we go to the movies on Shabbos because uh, because that's what uh, that's what mom and dad want to do, and the Torah says honor your father and mother. Well, okay, that's. I'm not going to begrudge you whatever you want to do as a family. I'm just saying don't do it in the name of Torah, right? Because that's actually technically not what you're supposed to do. Um, so there's that. The second thing that's, uh, I think, important is, it, it, my guess is, if you have an image in your head of the relationship dynamic of, of, of the law of honoring your parents, who do you probably, who do we usually, what, what image do we usually conjure up in this? That question again? What image is usually conjured up by this commandment of honoring your parents? Respect. But um, what uh, what what kind of parental child relationship? Like, um, uh, describe to me what the parents look like. Describe oh, to the, me what the, the children look like. The aged elderly, elderly parents. Uh, okay, good. So so um, usually, uh, I would think that when most people think of this commandment, they think of actually young children. Um, and younger parents, right? When the, when the children are in the household, the parents have responsibility over them, and uh, and you know so. Um, that, that's interesting because my thought has always been the opposite. Because when they're in the household, it's easy, right? So you're well, that, you're absolutely right about that, and that's the, the I think, and it's never actually. Until you're, stated, a, teen, you're a teenager, right? Anyway. So it's never actually stated explicitly in the rabbinic literature, but it seems to me that the things that are that are that are called upon in uh, or or, or uh, listed out as uh, aspects of honoring parents uh, are are all things that really apply to uh, elderly parents much more than uh, younger parents. 
Um, and if you think about it in the context of, you know, these laws don't really apply to anybody under the age of 13 anyway, then you're really dealing with uh, people, uh, um, teenage, you know, teenagers and, and older, and how they relate to their parents. Um, and then it becomes, I think, a, a much it's a commandment that makes, a, I think, a, a, a much greater deal of sense. Uh, but if you you know look at you know that uh, you, you you feed them and clothe them and uh, lead them in and take them out and, and, and don't contradict what they say, um, those are all things uh, that, uh, that that I think um, have a lot more to do with the relationship between an older child and, and aging parents um, than than the other way around. Um, so that's uh, I think uh, important to keep in mind when thinking about this commandment of, of what the image is. I've always thought of this commandment as being more general and not just to parents. But I have thought about it as um, older people, mm. like when you go visit somebody in a retirement home or someone who's ill in the hospital. I mean, that there are other commandments which cover that, but just that I consider other people the way I consider my parents. In that regard, mm. yeah, I've I, always generalized that. I don't know why. I, I like that, um, and I, you know, it is it is one of the ways in which you are an incredibly pious woman. Mm. Um, but uh, 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 I would say, from from a technical legal standpoint, that's not what the commandment is saying. And there are, as you said, other commandments that uh, that that get to that same uh, um, uh, objective, right? You should rise uh, in deference to an elderly person. Um, but, uh, but, but as uh, extending outward from you know, what this commandment is trying to inculcate um, and doing that for more than just your parents, um, that's why I, I, I wasn't being facetious. I think that uh, we have this category in Judaism called midat uh, chasidut, Right, which is essentially going above and beyond the requirements of the law. Right, so the law just requires you to honor your parents, but if you extend that out as a broader category of uh, of of uh, um, the previous generation that's deserving of respect, um, uh, then I think that that's uh, um, not required technically by the law, um, at least in the same way, but uh, but but certainly is an act of piety to to do. Um, I, I want to back up on the comment yeah. I made a second ago because. You know, this is at least presented in the sense of an agrarian society where often multiple generations are residing in the same household. Mm -hmm. So it's not like the kids have moved out of the house necessarily, at least in its literal sense. They probably are all residing together, uh, which creates a different situation, different tensions also. Right. So, and and if I were to, you know, now now moving into the why of this commandment, um, I think that that's one of the big reasons. Um, so, uh, if if the commandment is about how an adult treats their um, aging parents, um, one of the things that um, is it, what's really interesting about the commandment is uh, that it that it comes with a reward. We talked about I, I mentioned that in the reading that I did this morning. Um, there's only two commandments that come with a reward. This one and the commandment about shooing away the mother bird. Both of them have the same reward, which is uh, long days. Very interesting. Um, it's, a, it's a harsh reward because if you don't do it, you're not going to get a long life, so it's, uh, it's pretty... Pretty serious business. It's pretty serious business. That's right. And 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 to be fair, it's not necessarily correlated with reality, right? There are people who are nasty to their parents who don't have long life. Um, but I think one way of interpreting it um, is um, uh, it, it, is uh, it, is um, 
length of days from a um, from a from a psychological perspective, right? In other words, uh, um, uh, a, uh, a a healthy um, integrated life, right? So um, how we uh, uh, relate to our parents, um, how we've sorted out the uh, the the the, um, uh, um, the 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 challenges, the memories, the experiences that we had with with our parents, um, relate to um, how well we live in our own lives, and also what we pass on to our children. Right, so um, so that I think is a, a big piece of this um, of, uh, of of what it means to honor your parents in certain contexts. Um, First of all, uh, that, uh, that that by doing it, we um, can can live, I, I think, healthier, more integrated lives um, in in uh, relating to our parents with with uh, from a, uh, a certain degree of um, maybe respect is the wrong word, but um, um, uh, um, acceptance and um, and and understanding. Um, uh, and processing um, our relationship with them, that's good for us, it's good for our parents, and especially if you're living in a context where your kids can see how you relate to your parents, it's good for your kids, right? Um, because consequently means it's good for you. When which you consequently older. means it's good for you when you get older, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, so, you know, these things really um, have the potential, um, you know, whether or not we work out our issues with our with our parents um, has the potential to carry on for generations, right? Because we bring that to our relationship with our kids, and then ultimately our kids, if they don't process that, will bring that to their relationship with their kids, and and so on and so forth. So this is a really important commandment because it really has to do with um, uh, how people will live um, uh, uh, in continuity throughout generations, especially if they can see it, right? Especially if they can see if your kids are living in the same house as your grandparents and they can see how you're treating your, uh, um, uh, grandparents. Um, it's a really powerful thing. I mean, a related issue is how, um, husbands treat their wives and how wives treat their husbands, um, which also has ramifications for, uh, uh, for their kids. There's not an explicit commandment, um, uh, about that. Um, uh, but actually you could ex- extrapolate from this commandment, right? Uh, um, honor, honor your father and your mother, um, uh, could also mean honor the father in your household and honor the mother in your household, right? Um, um, so referring to, uh, the way, a, a, a husband treats a wife and a wife treats a husband. Let's look at what the, uh, Sefer Achinuch says about this. Um, so if you look at the very bottom of, uh, uh page 181, it says this follows, um, at the root of this mitzvah lies the thought that it is fitting for a man to acknowledge, or a woman, to acknowledge and treat with loving kindness, because this applies to both men and, and women, this commandment, a man to acknowledge and treat with loving kindness the person who treated him with goodness, and he should not be a scoundrel, an ingrate, who turns a cold shoulder to him, for this is an evil quality, utterly vile before God and mankind. It is for a person to realize that his father and mother are the cause of his being in the world, hence in very truth, and it is proper for him to give them every honor and every benefit that he can, since they brought him into the world and then, too, labored through many troubles over him in his early years. So that's a, um, so basically what he's saying there is um, that, that this um, uh, uh, commandment um, uh, teaches gratitude. Um, we got a pretty big assumption in there that the parent, in fact, did treat the child with goodness. Well, yes, that's true. Well, they're still um, alive, so there's some help. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, what's... Um, 
the the commandment of honoring your parents is is, is of course incredibly complicated um, if you had abusive parents. Um, whether or not you take his word for it about uh, about the goodness thing, um, but uh, but but I would venture to. Well, I don't want to say something that's actually uh, um, going to be hurtful. So, um, uh, um, but so it's very complicated if you had abusive parents. But assuming that you didn't, right? Um, and listen, there, there there are things that parents do that uh, that that aren't great for their kids, um, um, or that their or or that kids you know have, have difficulty with even without the parents being abusive. Um, that nevertheless um, are still about that that still. Um, uh, um, uh, 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 reflect parents doing the best that they can to do as well as they can as parents, right? Um, and uh, and I would I would think that most parents, um, and there are of course lots of you know really horrible examples to the contrary, but uh, but but most parents do the best they can and 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 try to be the best parents that they can and to raise their kids as best as they can. Um, and so, as a general statement, he's probably not wrong about that. Um, that at least by intention, the parents try to give goodness to their children, try to raise their children with goodness. Um, and um, um, but it also so, but it makes a statement that um, that first of all, that, that life is a positive good, right? The, the very fact that you were brought into this world is a gift that you were given. Um, which is a pretty incredible statement, um, and that, um, and that, uh, and that, all the million uh, small and large acts that your parents do from the moment that you're born um, to the moment that you leave the house, if you leave the house, um, are um, are 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 um, uh, maybe their responsibility, but still very important nurturing gifts that you're that, that you're given in each of those moments, um, and so. Um, uh, uh, we don't often uh, reflect on on those great, you know, how how precarious life is, especially as a young child, um, and how much our parents play a role, even if they do it in a flawed way, of uh, of, of of protecting us and nurturing us and feeding us and clothing us and wiping our tushies and you know all these things, right? That um, um, that 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 often we we. Um, uh, um, don't reflect on enough and, uh, and, and aren't grateful for enough, sometimes when we have kids, we, uh, we, we, we get the gratitude, right? So when I'm at th- up at 3 a.m. changing a diaper, um, you know, <clears throat> then, you know, finally I can, like, sort of appreciate my, my mom and my dad a little bit more. Um, but, uh, but when I was 13, 14, I probably didn't have that kind of appreciation. So the, <clears throat> so the commandment is trying to Cultivate that kind of appreciation from an from from an earlier age, um, which is I think an important thing, right? Again, the the, the law is leman yarichun yemecha, so that your days will be lengthened, and you can understand lengthening of days as a long life, or you can understand it as um, that uh, that that your days will be uh, um, uh, 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 filled or fulfilled, um, and uh, and uh, and. Uh, 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 a person that um, that has cultivated and practices gratitude of this level um, uh, uh, becomes a much healthier, more integrated person. Um, and uh, and and there's the, really the the primary place to start, I think, is with with one's parents. It's hard to be grateful um, for, uh, for for anything unless we're grateful for what, for the gifts our parents gave us. Um, so uh, then he goes a little bit further and he says, um, when he sets this quality firmly in his character. A person will rise from this to recognize the goodness of God, blessed is God, 
who is the primary cause of his existence and the existence of all his forebears back to Adam, the first man. And he will realize that God brought him forth into the light of day, provided for his needs all his days, brought him to his proper estate with all his limbs whole. Of, of course, this is, again, complicated if you, uh, uh, God forbid, had a, had a challenging physical life, and gave him a cognitive intelligent spirit or, or a challenging uh, um, uh, uh, brain development. Um, and if not for this spirit with which God endowed him, he would be like a horse, like a mule, with, without understanding. Then let him reckon in his mind how very, very right it is for him to take care about serving and worshiping God. Be God, be God blessed. So the second level of this is that um, honoring one's parents teaches you about honoring God, um, about uh, about recognizing the role of God in the world, um, and being grateful for uh, the the gifts God uh, has given you. I think that there is a, um, a, a large degree of, of truth to that. I think that, first of all, um, uh, from, a, uh, from a psychological perspective, um, uh, how we uh, um, envision our parents, how we relate to our parents, often translates to, uh, to the conception of God that we have. Um, and so if, you, if, if, if your parents were, um, uh, were, were uh, bullies in the household, then you often think of God as a big bully in the sky. Um, if your parents gave you, you know, unconditional love and support, um, and, uh, and nurtured and cherished you, if you have a conception of God, often it's a, um, a, a conception of God that's much softer and much nicer. So from, so that I think is a really important, uh, insight before psychology that, uh, that the tradition had, that our relationship <laughs> to God is going to, in some ways, be dependent on our relationship to our parents. Um, and, uh, and, and the other is that it, uh, is that it, uh, um, uh, uh, teaches the value of uh, of, uh, of respect, of um, of, uh, of adherence to authority, um, and of gratitude, um, which are all uh, ingredients, reverence, which are all ingredients of I think an, uh, a, a healthy relationship with God. Um, uh, a relationship with God uh, requires I think both love and respect, um, uh, reverence, and uh, and uh, um, uh, and honor and gratitude, um, and so um, we train for that relationship through uh, our parents. Because long before um, we really have a have, have that abstract conception of God, um, uh, um, the the, the uh, closest thing we have to an all powerful entity in our life is is our parents. Um, and, uh, and and so if we train ourselves to relate to our parents in that way, uh, we'll also relate to uh, to uh, God. I think hopefully in that way as well. Um, so those are a few reasons I think um, why we're given this commandment. Why we're given this commandment? First of all, because um, uh, it's uh, um, it it, uh, it it enables people um, who eventually can't take care of themselves as well to have someone to take care of them. Um, because it um, is good for um, one's own um, psychological wholeness and for the transmission of psychological wholeness down the generations. Um, and because it uh, cultivates um, uh, um, gratitude uh, and reverence within a person, and that's a, those are good qualities uh, to, uh, to and healthy qualities to cultivate, and because it uh, uh, leads to a uh, um, uh, um, an integrated, um, healthy, and um, a, a, and and uh, worthy conception of uh, of God that uh, can serve a person well uh, during the 
during hopefully the length of his or her days. Um, your thoughts? I think it's uh, <clears throat> it's a good thing that God created Adam and Eve first, because had He created babies first, there would be nobody to take care of them. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Okay. Okay. Because they're so dependent. I would have to work. You'd have to take care of them. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, it seems that, you know, that in our world that there are so many bad parents. So if you are cursed by having parents that you don't respect or honor, I mean, does the law provide for that? Uh, yeah, so um, th- there are instances in the law in which uh, parents um, uh, forego their honor as parents. So abusive parents, for example, um, uh, um, forego some of the uh, um, requirements of the law of children to honor them. But I think there's a distinction that we need to make between parents who are actually abusive and parents who are doing the best they can with the tools they can to be good parents, right? So um, I, I, I would... I, I, I've never done research on this, but it's, and, and you get, I think, a skewed sense from watching the news, but my guess is that there are probably way more good parents in the world than there are bad parents. Um, or there are at least way more parents who are trying their best to be good parents than there are parents who don't care about being good parents and, you know, and, and treat their kids abusively. Um, you know, you see the news, uh, cases of abuse, you don't, like, it's not a newsworthy story when a, when a you know, parent, you know, uh, uh, whips together dinner in 30 minutes for their <laughs> kids and, you know, it's like not a good news story. But, uh, but, but my guess is that, that, uh, um, that they're, that they're, that, that generally speaking parents are doing the best they can, um, uh, um, which is something that uh, that that only being be, being a parent myself has, has sort of given me an appreciation for. I used to, you know, um, be very judgmental in the supermarket, <laughs> um, you know, with parents with kids, right? Because you were like, a perfect parent, right? Had right. One. Before I had a kid, I was a perfect parent. I knew everything there was to know, right? And and now I now I really, you know, the, the kid having a meltdown and the, and the and and you know the 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 mom chastising the kid in the candy aisle, right? Doesn't mean that she's being a bad parent. It just means that uh, the, you know, um, so uh, she's doing the best she can often. Uh, so uh, so that's the challenge. I think, but 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 in reality, the the um, uh, Jewish law, especially uh, in uh, uh, the understanding of later authorities, when when we had much more of a conception of what constitutes abuse on the part of parents, um, uh, have interpreted this commandment to mean that if your parents are actually abusive. Um, that they forego uh, these uh, uh, requirements uh, that you that you are uh, exempt from the requirements. This has always struck me as interesting when you look back at the complex relationships in the earlier in Genesis and even early in Exodus between parent and child, and you know, does the parent always deserve the kind of respect this calls for? Uh, Right. You know, it really, it really is an interesting commandment and what it's trying to get to. Uh, because not not everyone is an exemplar. Yeah. So I, I guess it's saying a few things. First of all, it's saying that generally speaking, you don't get to deci- you don't get to decide if your parents are deserve- deserving of that respect. Right. Generally speaking, right? Obviously again, in cases of, you know, clear abuse, right? Uh, you do get to decide or at least society gets to decide what those standards are and you get to apply them. Um, uh, but uh, um, 
but the, you know the the instances in uh, in Genesis, I think are are for the most part cases of parents who are um, doing the best they can um, with uh, with with the limited awareness that they have of how to do a good job, right? Um, so um, you know. Uh, um, uh, and they and, and you see by the way how they how they inherit traits from their parents and don't process enough um, what uh, what what their challenges are with their parents um, and so they pass it on to their kids right so um, Abraham plays favorites <laughs> with uh, with with Isaac and Ishmael and Isaac inherits that tra- that trait and plays favorites with Jacob and Esau and then Jacob inherits that trait and plays favorites with uh, Joseph right against the rest of his brothers. Um, uh, but uh, um, and, and that's a, the, you know the parents do have a responsibility. Um, you know the Torah doesn't lay it out in a commandment quite like this um, because it maybe maybe because it's more of an understanding um, uh, that, that that parents have a responsibility to um, to, to teach their kids Torah, um, but not necessarily to make their kids uh, um, uh, miniature versions of themselves. Um, uh, so, uh, but that I think um, uh, only comes with uh, being able to process your own relationship with your parents, which I think is part of this command. Yes, Liz. It's what Torah say about the parents can punish the children, even beat them. Uh, so the, the Torah doesn't say um, anything about that per- really clearly, and there there aren't really that I can think of off the top of my head examples in the Torah of parents um, of hitting their children. Um, my, in, in Jewish law, Maimonides um, talks about uh, um, uh, you know, uh, corporal punishment for, for children. Um, I think that, that uh, in general, Jewish law... Um, uh, let me, let me, so I think in general, the Torah, um, in that it doesn't mention it... Um, that strikes me as a as um, open to interpretation, but maybe an an, uh, an indication that it is, doesn't encourage it. Jewish law permits it, um, but 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 also acknowledges that there's a difference between um, you know a light spanking with with the hand um, and you know hitting with an instrument, a, you know a belt or a rod or something like that. And there's also a difference between. You know, uh, between spanking and uh, and physical abuse, right? Uh, so, the, so it sees it as a, as as a, a spectrum. Um, Elliot Dorf um, wrote a responsum about this, um, probably in the eighties, um, uh, where he outlines um, uh, what's permitted in Jewish law and what's not permitted. And basically, what he says is, um, and I have, I have to go through and see exactly where his sources are. But what he ends up saying is. That um, that the Jewish law doesn't encourage um, uh, physical punishment. It permits things like a, uh, a like a light spanking with your with with the with the front side of your hand, but not the back side of your hand. Um, not anywhere that would actually cause um, serious or lasting pain uh, on the child, and certainly not with any kind of uh, um, instrument. No belts, no rods, no shoes, no anything like that. Um, and then uh, and then there's also a limit even to uh, to, to to that minimal uh, uh, level that you're allowed to do uh, before it starts becoming uh, physical abuse. I ask this question also. If you read Shalom Aleichem, his uh, story he has a lot of 
school was called Cheder. Mm-hmm. And in the Cheder, the teacher, Malamet, used to Knuckle beat, beat, yeah. beat this yeah. instrument. Yeah. And it's a lot, a lot of, a lot or not? Uh, no, I don't think even, so. Even children who make some wrong, yeah. they beat him. And another beat him, he beat another children that in future they will not do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think it's not allowed, and I think that the, the I haven't read those stories, but I think that the reason Shalom Aleichem uh, writes them like that is uh, is because it is shocking uh, to see, and, and the reader um, has a has an awareness that what the teacher is doing is wrong, right? From a Jewish perspective and from a not Jewish perspective, that what the teacher is doing is wrong. Um, so I, I think Judaism doesn't allow it. I think that there have been times where Jewish where Jewish people have done it, but that doesn't mean that Jewish that Judaism. Okay, thank you. My father, we, I was blessed. I had four brothers and sisters. Yes, it was a large, loud family of children. I'm the youngest. Um, But under the table, my father had something that is called a conchic. What's a conchic? Is that not a word that's familiar to you? Because what it was, it was a short piece of leather, like a belt, that was fringed. Uh Uh-huh at the end. And if we got too loud, all he would do is take it out and put it on the table. That was it. I never saw him use it ever. Uh-huh. But the psychological <laughs> Now you tell us of that conjugal that That's was, how you ran the preschool, That's an interesting gray area, right? The, 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 threat, the, threat, of, the threat of violence <laughs> rather than the actual instance of violence. Um, I don't think it did a thing as far as the deeds because being the youngest, I only heard about these things. Yeah. Like, the kids were wild. Let it deprive life. Right, no right. belt? You didn't get the belt? What you say is you're going to dish out a little bit of punishment. Yeah. Did you get the belt? Yeah, so I, I think you're right. I mean, I think that um, uh, I think that, that, that the cultural expectation is uh, is is uh, one thing, but but even there, I think Judaism isn't so relative, right? Um, it would still say that okay, fine. If you're in a culture where um, where a little bit of uh, physical reprimanding is acceptable, that's that's okay. Um, but even if you're in a culture where a lot of physical reprimanding is acceptable, that doesn't mean it's Jewishly okay, right? Um, so, uh, so I think that that's the challenge. All right, thank you, everybody. Have a good day.